3: Music. Music, horror, horror. horror. subculture, sub-culture. And, and overall bad, bad ass. ass-, ass-, ass-
4: welcome. welcome, welcome to Kettle, to Kettle Whistle, Whistle Radio. Radio. with your host, your host Dave, Dave and Sean. And Sean.
5: Hey, kids, welcome to KWR, also known as Kettle Whistle Radio. And as far as I'm concerned, Sammy Hagar, you're wrong. There's more than one way to rock. <laughs> so go back to your three lock box and drive 56. I, that's always annoyed me. Do you know about the three lock box? No. Do you know Sammy all. Hagar? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm not really a, He's a great guy. Cabo Wabo guy, love him. He's a great guy. But I, But the three lock box apparently is a, for all you, um, I don't know. Older folks that heard the song are like, "This is a, it's an annoying song." They're like, what the fuck is a three lock? But it has to do with a deep sea diver or deep sea diving. They have three keys for or mm-hmm. three locks for a lock box that's under sea. I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't feel Sammy Hagar should be seen. Anyway, seems back overkill. To yeah. Overkill, <laughs> but more than one way to rock. Don't you agree? Absolutely. Okay. We found at least what 2004. Mm, in what ten minutes? Um. Just saying, we got one tonight, and I don't know if you guys have heard this band, but you should have if you listened to the last episode. We introduced Prowess from North Carolina. Correct.
2: And if you haven't heard this band, you're going to be fans of this band. You're going to want to listen to this band. Yes. they got some pretty badass music.
5: And definitely so. go for Happy Hour. They're definitely a bar band. I think they're fan... It's awesome rock and roll that will destroy you. Uh, and I say in a good way, because you're not expecting it these days. I, again, I grew up with the Def Leppards of the old days and, you know, going back to the 70s rock. And it's just perfect rock and roll for that period in time. For it to come back now, we need it. Thoughts? I, I wouldn't call them a garage band. They're beyond that. Oh,
2: absolutely not, no. I yeah.
5: Mean, we do a lot of garage bands, but they're not one. They're better.
2: <laughs> well, these guys have been playing together for a while, and they, but they also had a band beforehand. And, uh I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a different band, a different configuration with different people. But okay, um, I mean, everybody has been playing at some capacity in another band, so I, I'm sure they'll talk a little bit about that tonight. And,
5: cool, uh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, like yeah, like I said, uh, well, we promised you prowess, and uh, they're they're going to be coming in, all five of them. Oh God, let's announce these names. How do we go for this? Uh, let's see. We got Curly Staples, guitar and vocals. Brandon Chin, drums. Dalton Bowers. I heard he's a Star Wars fan. And he is lead vocals and guitar. Scott Roby. We've been talking to him. He's a great guy. Guitar and vocals. Kenny Mange bass and vocals they call them the mange or mange Mm -hmm. yeah now i know why (laughs) i'm pretty sure that's a nickname too so
2: we're gonna find out tonight what's all about that it's it's funny. can't forget what that's all about (laughs) Yeah. yeah
5: we'll see all right well without further ado uh unless you got some more intro stuff before we play a song to introduce them before we get the guys on no i mean uh the song we're gonna play
2: uh before we get the guys on is looking for a bullet this was that number one hit for them and uh you know, I'm sure they're going to tell us all about that and how proud they are of that song. So, uh,
5: you know, check this song out. Yeah, there's a video, guys. Go on YouTube, check out Prowess. Um, spelled like it sounds. Prowess and uh, Looking for a Bullet was, I believe, that's the first release, even though they played around with a couple of, with one Skinner song. Uh, what, what did they do? That was after the fact? Yeah, that was after the fact. They yeah. did uh, Saturday, Saturday Night Special. But mm-hmm. again, we'll get into that, too. We'll get into this a little bit deep with these guys. Got all five of them coming on. We think, if not... You're about to find out. All right, guys. And uh we're going with uh introduce the song again, Sean. Looking for a book. Boom! Boom! On the line here with uh the guys from prowess we said their names but sean what do you think they should introduce themselves i don't know you guys ready for this or do you need some uh tuning up to do first no we're ready
2: no we're good we got some booze in us <laughs> <laughs> we hey, do too <laughs> exactly the
5: tuning up we were talking about all right well go for it man hey
6: Brother, so this is scott i play guitar uh, for prowess this is dalton i'm the singer for prowess I'm currently i play guitar i'm kenny mange i'm the bassist
1: I'm Brandon. I play drum. Boo! <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, guys, we wanted to congratulate you on the release of your first album, Blacktop Therapy. Uh okay. yeah, yeah, I see the, a lot of reviews out there, and uh, people are definitely loving up on this album. So.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. We just got a, We actually got a shipment today from Germany of a magazine called Rock Hard. Uh, It's one of the bigger publications in Germany, and they did a review on the album. And so, I, you know, we bought some copies so everybody could have one. Put it on the wall. It's pretty cool. The cover mount. There's a cover mount CD with uh, Judas Priest covers from a bunch of bands all around.
5: Was that Dalton who was just talking just now? Oh, Scott. Scott. Hey, Scott. Hey, it's, this is Dave. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you guys reintroduced yourselves. We did it in the beginning of the show because I get tired of radio shows where they just go on and on, but they don't reintroduce the people. So now we know who we're talking to here, and I appreciate you guys. And I, I always ask bands for influences. That's a boring question, but we gave them a taste last show of you guys. And let me say this. You guys created your own sound, but I dare say I hear some great rock bands in your music before your time and I'd love to tell you who you, who I think influenced you, and you can tell me if I'm wrong.
7: Go for it. it. Yeah. Go for
5: it. Okay. Um, I'm going to start off with Backyard Babies.
7: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love that band. Okay. i for a long time.
5: How about Jet?
7: Absolutely. Oh, yeah.
5: Okay. Now, those two were short-lived. I see longevity with you guys, and now I'm going with my classic rock, Def Lep, ACDC, and Faster Pussycat.
6: For sure. But definitely AC/DC for sure. That's yeah. one of all of our mainstays. Yeah. We, hear, we hear a lot of
1: the uh, a lot of people liking us to uh, some of the bands from the '80s. Um, you know, I think that's just more a matter of where we end up when we when we when we crank up '70s guitar and put a lot of attitude behind it. It just kind of winds up being that. You know, we you know the article that we just got from from Germany from that magazine said we had one foot planted in Australia and the other. <laughs> planted in the sunset strip so we get that a lot although i wouldn't say for me personally that the 80s are a big influence of mine it, it seems like we wind up there a lot you know when people when people are talking about it after the fact
5: is that scott or dalton who am i talking to scott that's scott scott okay so well, well where would you go with that then influence wise
1: oh definitely late 70s um, interesting you know, yeah i would say um you know late era acdc uh thin lizzie um even, even you know the kind of the, the 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 latter days of Leonard Skinner, but not so much in the music, more in the more in the guitars. Um, and I mean, it's just it it reminds me of a late eighties, uh, excuse me, a late seventies, early eighties, like right before, uh, right before the the hair thing kicked in. You know, a lot of bands were doing similar style stuff, but you know, just it was still a little bit, you know, it's a little bit different, a little bit more, um, you know, I don't know, classic, I would say.
5: Well, we we before you came on before you came on, we gave him another taste tonight too, um, and that was of course. I, I, I this whole thing is so solid; it's hard. It was hard to pick songs. Um, it, I don't know if that makes any sense to you. <laughs> Well, it should, cause you you wrote them. But anyway, um, every night is that what we? No, no, we started off with the hit. I'm sorry, looking for a bullet. But every night, when I listen to every night, and I did, I killed this this record for the past three weeks in my car. I it, it brings me back to like the high and dry days of uh Def Leppard and um just when they were rocking and solid and real. But that's me. But we did play looking for a bullet before you guys came on today, and uh, just you know, like Sean said, it's a hit.
1: Much appreciated, man. Thank you. That was the first one. That was the first uh, real, you know, we've had a couple of EPs that we put out. And of course, the first song we put out was Bring Your Love. um, You know, but the band was, was, you know, just started rolling. We haven't had, this is our first album, you know, so a lot of people, you know, in the underground may have heard of us, but most people by and large have not. Uh, But we put out Looking for a Bullet. And of course, that song, one track of the week a Classic Rock magazine, and that magazine has a reader base of about two million folks, and so we started getting all this attention. And it was kind of that song was kind of the catalyst for the growth that we've had as of late, um, you know. And Chuck helped us co-write that song, and he told us out of the gate, you know, it was uh, it was a new it was new turf for us, but it was a good a good single. It was a good solid single, and, and we we're proud of it, and, and we we're Tuck- happy to put it out.
5: Tuck is your producer, correct?
1: Yeah, so Tuck okay. from he was in a band called Biter's out of Atlanta. He's got his new he's got a new outfit right now. That's, that's uh, they're not having to put out their album yet, but they just got announced as support on the Motley Crue Beth Leopard tour.
2: Yeah, man. I was actually going to ask you guys about Tuck. How did you guys go about um, choosing him to produce the album?
6: Well, um, we were all huge Biter's fans. Myself especially. This is Dalton too, by the way. And he. Um, he talked to us and we, you know, kind of had some communication with him and he came to a couple of our rehearsals and listened to what we had, which were like all the, just about all the songs that came out on the album, but they were all a lot different. And because uh, we really like when we work on songs and stuff, we need an outsider to kind of come in and give us a, like a third opinion almost. And um, he was able to come in and, you know, we did pre-production for all the songs and we were able to get him into the versions that came out on the album. But he worked with us really, really good, and he understood where we were coming from and what we were trying to get. You know, So working with him, that was honestly the best choice we could have had, and you can definitely hear it when you listen to the album, without a doubt.
2: Yeah, so I've had the pleasure of seeing you guys play live twice now up here in uh, Leechburg with Dragline, and uh, i got to say that the raw energy of your show and the pulse of the live set was encapsulated on these tracks. I think you did a pretty good job of capturing your live sound
5: Yeah, I look forward to seeing you guys. I'm jealous I didn't get to see that.
6: Yeah, well, the songs are so easy. Like, there isn't too much studio magic that gets put on them. I mean, it's, you know, it's the basic formula, which is drums, two guitars, bass, vocals, and maybe a couple overdubs, depending on what it is. So (laughs) when we play it live, I mean, it comes off, like, the record. And that's what, you know, a lot of bands strive for, is that level of, um, you know, like, cleanness and solidness with uh, trying to recreate your record on stage and we haven't had a problem with it, but it mainly goes to just the fact that how simple our formula is really yeah depending
1: on depending on how much pregame and we've done you yeah, know it's yeah. so <laughs> <to> <laughs> still a rock and roll band after
5: all <laughs> <laughs> yeah isn't that what every night's about <laughs> yeah it's, it's <laughs> every right just to every right i said every night dude i've done that twice today yeah, meanwhile i listened to the song like all day today it was just like get me all riled up and i of course i'm classic classically i always mispronounce something or I, I say the wrong name of something every show so thank you for pointing that out
2: so scott uh, you no, uh, <laughs> you guys mentioned pre at, at your live shows, and uh, I know that when when, you, uh, when you're when you during the set, you guys like to play a game with the audience. Why don't you tell our listeners about that game? Oh.
3: Three seconds.
7: Uh, it's, three, it's called three seconds. A buddy of ours, uh, uh, one side, he uh, showed it to us when we were welding in bunks for our RV, and uh, he's
1: a, a refugee from Laos, and I guess... They play their version of this game over there, uh, you know, and 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 if if, he, if you say something, if you call him out on something, or if you interrupt him, he'll interrupt you by saying three second time he says it, you have to. We to play that. The dudes in the band, they think I talk too much, so they doing it on my shut me up. People thought every time we heard seconds drinking, every time somebody started talking on a microphone, somebody said three seconds and we took a drink. You know, it just kind of grew from there and became this little, you know, this inside joke between us
7: and the audience.
4: And
7: uh, <laughs> the last show at uh, the machine shop, there was quite a few people actually calling it out to us. And it, it was uh, it was actually fun it's kind of a rush to try to find my beer and get these sips for the next song. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, so that's got to be a fun, fun, uh, fun game with the audience to get
5: everybody involved and kind of riled up. Doing a little Joe Elliott situation there, getting yeah. the crowd going. I'm sorry, I keep drawing the line there because you guys remind me of the good rock and roll from, the, like you said, late 70s, early 80s, where it just didn't matter. All bar bands and everything just, but tight. You guys are freaking tight. Uh, no, There's it, no, no doubt. I've, I've, my guitar playing has actually been likened to, uh, to early Def Leppard for a long time. Shit, I, I really? It only been very recently before I
1: listened to High and Dry and got a, a sense of what people were talking <laughs> about, but I because in that first, I would say Jeff Leppard is kind of it's, It is a little bit of an extension of ABC. Later on,
5: yes, they'll they'll admit uh, to that. They would like admit that. to that too. But I mean, yeah, it's like it's like an extension. It's like a. It's like
1: a growth, it's like a, I would say it's a it's a slight evolution of what of what A C D C did. Uh, yes. You know, of course they have their own ethics and stuff, but they did expand on what A C D C did but used it, you know, a very similar formula and like I said, even to the fact that they went, you know,
5: they went uh, into the mid eighties in their in their in their biggest albums and had Mutt Lange produce Oh them, yeah Oh
1: ADL yeah and, and uh and Black and Black.
5: Absolutely.
2: Well, So, Scott, you're listed as uh, getting a credit for uh, mixing on the album along with Dan Dixon. Was that a process that you were already familiar with or, you know, just through, you know, uh, maybe other albums that you worked on? Or is that something you wanted to learn for this release? Or tell us a little bit about that.
1: It was, it was. probably that was probably more to Dan's reluctance. He's a great. He's a great sound engineer. He's, he's the one to dialed in all those tones. And actually, you know, I've, I've probably got more experience in the studio than the rest of the guys here. Um, but I've always had a, a, a heavy hand in, in tones and things like that. But this time, I didn't really need to because Dan had it under control. Just about every every time he dialed up a sound, it was the sound that you know that I knew was the right sound for the song. But when it came to mixing, um, you know, I just I it, I just I'm kind of deaf. You know, so I wanted to be able to make sure that I heard the parts that I liked. And mixing was kind of a, uh, you know, I needed. He's got pristine, you know, surgical ears, and I've got, you know, I'm. It's more about a feeling of vibe for me. So, you know, I tell him, well, I'm having a hard time hearing this, We're having a hard time hearing this, and then we would just work together to try to get something <laughs> that was, uh, it was great for both, and wound up being, you know, really fat, full sounding record. Uh, you know, for as simple as it is, like Dalton said, for as simple as it is, you know, just a couple of guitars, bass, and drums. You know, it's an old school. It does feel big and thick and and, and developed. And, uh, you know, it rips in your fucking speakers, man.
2: It definitely does. It definitely does. Oh, hell
5: yeah, man. Yeah. All right. We're going to we definitely got to switch off to, and play a song. I think give him a, another taste. But I got to say this. Uh, holding the CD in my hands, thanks to Sean, he went and bought it. Yes, kids, we buy freaking CDs still. Albums. We buy them. Thank you. Help, uh, support your bands. Anyway, holding the CD in my hands, I now see where I, well, well, where you self-proclaimed road monsters get your album name from. And I was completely wrong. I was, I thought it was a, a blacktop therapy. I thought it was a parking lot. I'm sorry, yeah, parking lot beatdown. And uh, Sean uh, said no, and you said it was not that. And it is basically you guys being road dogs.
2: Yeah, I, I thought it was just the therapeutic being on the road and 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 being out there, but
6: yeah that's it the therapeuticness of it um that was why we decided to write the song but we wanted to make it creative because a lot of people do driving songs you know that's not that's not anything new by any stretch of the imagination but we thought um with the title because we were listening to y'all the other week when y'all played it for the first time and dude he was almost he almost had what it was about because i could see it like seeing it having a fighting element to it because black talk, you know but uh But, yeah, it's more about driving. It's a good solid driving song. Like, even though I heard it, like, anytime I'm going down the interstate, I'll listen to it, and it gets (laughs) me in speed ticket range really quick.
1: Nice. I will say, though, that chorus chorus came to to us. It came to to us going down the road on a tour. I was absolutely sitting in the driver's seat on a tour with the (laughs) dude me being all loud drinking booze and feeling good and, the was <laughs> and i was going down the road thinking man you know this is the highway is is some laptop therapy so it was kind of like <laughs> a it's kind of an amalgam of both ideas uh you know to me yeah this song is absolutely about firing up the bus and getting down the road and going to meet some new people nice but we had to write in a way that, that it was accessible to more folks and you know when dalton started putting his lyrics on on it you know he, it was easy to kind of to take it in a direction that kind of you know that speaks to everyone but it's as far as for me personally, hell yeah, it's about
5: getting in this bus and going to rock and rolling. Awesome, man. Hey, well, we want to give him another taste. Uh, somebody we haven't heard from yet. Uh, how about you pick the next song? Hey, this is uh, Brandon. Boo. <laughs> I think, uh, <laughs> Wait, are you the drummer? <laughs> yeah, man. Did they boo you? You could hey, kick yeah, all. I'm you sure. could no, ki- no, You no. could kick all their asses. He's the third best drummer in the band. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. hey, all right. <laughs>
1: y'all
3: know we're not just
5: road dogs; we're mainly outside dogs. You know, we got like a water dish outside. <laughs> <laughs> i love to hear "Hearts Desire" if you don't mind. Which one? I didn't hear that. Hearts Desire. Oh, nice one! Yeah, All nice right, fantastic. But geez, we know these songs backwards and forwards at this point. We love it. All right, "Hearts Desire" it is, and we'll get right back with Prowess. Thanks for sticking with us, folks. <laughs>
3: Said you're looking both.
5: Thanks for sticking with us, folks. That was Heart's Desire. Freaking Prowess is with us. All five guys. Say hello. How's Yo, going? <laughs> so we're back. And thank you so much, guys, for doing this. Um, I got to say, great eye-catching cover. I love the... <laughs> the band name is like all neon tubes, Soul Train vibe. Um, whose idea was that?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be mine, Scott. Uh, <laughs> you know, we I had a couple of ideas uh that i was pitching and i do most of all graphic design but the boys really like that one the best it's awesome yeah we developed it out and uh with feedback from everybody of course
5: so who started this mad collection of broken men that you guys have got here like where where did it all start
1: uh that would be that would be um some of us were in a band before um actually two bands that, that have come together it was an old band called 21st century goliath that me and kenny uh, we're in for a long time, and and Dalton joined up right at the end. And then there was another band called Zestra from another area that Curly uh, and Dalton were in, and uh, we just kind of smashed some elements of those two together to make Prowess.
5: Nice.
2: So Kenny, I want to circle over to you. Uh, you got a you got a pretty unique um, uh, name. You go by Mange. Uh, how did that come about? How did how did you get that name?
5: Isn't that his last name?
2: No, I don't that's think not, so. That's not my
4: last name. <laughs> uh, I, I like growing
7: up and stuff, all, like playing music and stuff. I've never had a nickname that stuck. And then we were on this two month <laughs> tour uh, as 21st Century Goliath, or was it Prowess? It was, it was, a prowess. Prowess. It was prowess. And uh, yeah, was a prowess. yeah, and uh, our roadie, he every time I woke up, my hair is disheveled, and, like, <laughs> I just kind of look like this wandering like dirty animal he said and he started calling me kenny mange and next thing you know it started sticking and actually i like i love it i think it's one of the coolest things i've ever given it does work <laughs>
5: it's very much uh very much uh, if you want to go, wanna go uh, back to motorhead think about their oh. names
7: <laughs> oh yeah uh because because of that because i got that new nickname and stuff like that and i've been starting to get known as that like people call me mange all the time now uh we did an interview with Sleaze Rock, and, uh, he thought I was a new member. And what? And they had posted it that, you know, I had just joined up, like, as the bassist and stuff, and I was kind of <laughs> hoping for that review that'd be like, oh, the bass lines in this new album are, like, off the hook, they're, like, fucking sick, and, uh... <laughs> this new bass has brought it in yeah that old one was terrible (laughs) (laughs) that
5: guy sucked
2: (laughs) but oh my god (laughs) but i understand you also play guitar you're not just the bass player you you play guitar as well so does
7: i i do i play guitar for a while and a bunch of other bands filling in and uh when i'm alone i kind of write um you know halfcock little country folk tunes on guitar and stuff and uh I, I have played guitar for way longer, but it turns out what Scott said, I'm a better bassist than guitarist.
2: <laughs> Do you think being a guitar player adds a different dimension to your bass ability
5: or now Sean, Sean plays bass. So barely, he, he knows barely. what you're, he knows what you're oh, talking about. <laughs> barely. <laughs> a little bit. I can take, I like, I,
7: uh, some of what I've, I've picked up on guitar and stuff like that and the way my hand movements are, are more guitar oriented than bass. And, uh, it's, created some difficulties like picking up and learning the bass but it's also like giving me a little bit of extra speed and dexterity especially like when I broke my finger it allowed me to work around that and uh, so, so and, and learn how to move my hands a little bit a little bit faster on on the bass and uh, try I, to accurately hit the notes and the way I, I write st- songs on bass or more guitar kind of oriented yeah
1: uh, are yeah, you... When he first joined the band, he played. When we when he first joined the band, he played a lot more like a guitar player. All the bass lines were super busy, and we uh we worked together to try to you know to make them to make them more groovy. And now he's got a he thinks about them differently now than he did then. I would say.
7: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah.
2: Are you? Do you? Uh, are you a picker or are you a plucker?
5: Nice.
7: Uh, I use the pick, it has like a sharp attack and drop off, like all the notes, whenever you're doing like eighth notes and stuff, like they, they, they have like sharp attack and hit. There's a few songs I do use my fingers only because I can't reach multiple strings with the pick, like yeah. as fast and accurately, like with a Saturday night special, I use my fingers.
2: Yeah. So you brought up that song. Um, yeah. How did, how did you guys come to cover that song? I read a little bit about it being maybe about, partly about uh, the gun control message. Um, but I, I gotta say yeah. though that you guys made that song your own. Like that song to me now when I hear it, it's a prowess song.
5: Yeah, just uh, to follow up on that uh, with Sean, when I, I ask people, "Do you know prowess? Have you heard this band that could be on our show?" They always say, "Yeah, they they, they do that Saturday Night Special song." Like, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> Wait, that's not theirs. But they they know immediately that you did that.
1: Yeah, that video's gotten us a lot of love. We, we yeah, we, we did a. Uh, we did a couple of interviews about uh you know and uh had some reviews about that and uh you know the 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 gun control aspect was kind of a more that wasn't necessarily anything we were we were aiming for um you know we try to stay kind we're a rock and roll band you know we don't we're not we're not trying to take too much of a stance on anything other than rocking and rolling and mm-hmm. and women and liquor <laughs> um, you know, but whatever people want to read into it, you know, there's there is a story to be told there, but it wasn't our story. It was Leonard Skinner's story. You know, people need to right. need to go back and check out that band, who they were at that time. Um, you know, if they want to get the scoop on on what the nature and story was behind that song, for us, it was just a really cool Leonard Skinner song. You know, not a lot of not a lot of bands are able to pull off a Leonard Skinner song. Um, no. you know. As a matter of fact, Tuck is the one that produced that for us, and he even said himself he was jealous that he couldn't cover a scared song because, you know, <laughs> it's one of those things where we live in a time that's, that's uh, you know, we're, it, we're, we're divided, you know, by political beliefs and things like that. And, and of course, gun control is a hot-button topic, and so it was it was cool for us to be able to just pop in and play a song Um that we just thought was cool, and for people to, you know, take the story and run with it however they want. And we, and we kind of, we wound up, you know, it didn't, it, it wound up helping us actually more than more than anything. And you know, there was a risk doing a doing a song like that. Of course, would yeah. It that we would alienate some people, but it, it, it hadn't happened that way.
5: Cool, cool. Well, uh, along that note, like, what other, like, what other songs have you covered, or would you like to cover?
1: Oh, we we're, we're, we discuss uh, new covers all the time. I think. The number one thing is, whatever we do, it's got to have some elements of what we do. Yeah. We like big bands. We're not afraid to attack big bands. So we cover AC/DC and and nice, and Nice, nice. And, uh, and we have some obscure songs that we're working on covering. And, uh, you know, we, we really do. We want to attack the biggest bands of all time and we want to do them well, do them justice and do them our way and learn from them.
5: On that note, learning from, uh, do any of you like ever getting like surprised, impressed with each other's ideas or musical arrangement when you're just jamming, like you look at the other guy, like where the fuck did that come from?
7: Oh yeah, definitely all the time. Whenever we're, uh, in between, uh, like rehearsal stuff, like everybody just kind of start picking on things and, uh eventually we get away from rehearsal and we end up like an hour and a half working on like some idea that just kind of fell out of somebody's hands, like (laughs) into the floor. And we all start working on it. And uh, we get sidetracked by that. And a lot of things come out of that and we all impress each other by what we do or, uh, words that we say. And, you know.
2: Yeah. Is that, is that something that you all, you guys all bring a, a little, uh, whether it be a lyric or a melody or how how do these songs like especially the songs on the album how did how did how did they begin uh, their life cycle
6: well they definitely um well it was most of them had been done with different arrangements where we had just tried to uh, produce them ourselves but we weren't totally happy with them but um the only ones that weren't really a group effort to work on is a um, Curly pretty much wrote um, Eyes of the Hunter and Heart's Desire pretty much totally himself and then brought them to the table, and they didn't receive much change in at all. But um, as far as everything else besides those two, all of those were uh, pretty much, you know, all of us putting together in kind of a melting pot, you know. And then me singing, I obviously do a lot more of the lyrics, But um, me and Scott mainly stick between me and him kind of become a really good two-hitter team when it comes to writing lyrics and whatnot. So I take uh, his opinion or he'll give me an idea and I'll run with it. But but we all definitely throw a lot of ideas around, you know. I might sing, but also, you know, come up with, you know, guitar licks every now and then or a drum beat, you know, and everybody's so... uh, educated from a musical standpoint we can all you know go to somebody else and go you should do this instead of this and it'll make it way better you know and we're all really open to ideas and uh working with each other
7: everybody so, in this band actually plays guitar uh really well and so that from that standpoint when we write songs like they're very guitar oriented but everybody can understand it like brandon our drummer will bring have have guitar ideas he can play guitar really well we just we all kind of work from that mostly.
5: Well, before we play another song, I I, I want to know because you are a tight unit. Uh, do ideas ever get shot down?
6: Oh, all, yeah. the, time. all <laughs> the time,
5: dude. <laughs> <laughs> all five of them. <laughs>
6: They can't. They can't all be winners. They can't all be winners. <laughs> they can't
1: all be winners. man. We. I mean, we throw so many things at the wall. It's just natural, you know. You, you have to be selective, and you have to, you know, you have to, you have to have. There has to be some kind of. You have to have some integrity, you know. It'd it be it, a lot of. Ben- I kind of envy the bands that can do whatever they want to do because I feel like we could. You know, the name Prowess is uh, we could, we can sit in the band room and we can jam on funk, we can jam on country, we can jam on blues, we can jam on jazz, we could do just about anything we want to do. Right but we all got to, we find a way to bring it all back to rock and roll and it's got to feel like rock and roll and be and sound like rock and roll to us or else, you know, we got to change it, we got to make it, we got to do something different. So, you know, a lot of the ideas we bring in start from really strange places, uh, but we always try to hone them into a rock and roll song.
5: Well, I feel good about this next one because we're about to kick the world's ass with Tombstone Blue. Yes, I picked this one. Are you guys, you guys okay if I play this? Yeah, that's that one of my that, Oh, my God. I mean, really. R2. R2. There's Yeah, I mean, there's just no way. All right, words can't express. We're going to play some Tombstone Blue and get back with the guys from Prowess. And thanks for sticking with us, guys, on Kettle Whistle Radio.
3: darkest horizon Maybe it's a time of year, but just a change of the season What it says to me Something cold is a creepin'
0: Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark, if you, dare. if you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work.
3: Hi, this is Martin Atkins from Public Image Limited, Killing Joke, Ministry, Nine Inch Nails pig face and the damage manual and murder ink and brian brain
5: and you're listening to kettle whistle radio hey hey we're back that was my favorite personal favorite tombstone blue A lot going on there i want them to explain but we got prowess with us and uh, i believe was it wait who was S- scott scott was going to explain yeah. some things before we went to break scott you there
1: yeah man I was going to talk about a couple of the songs before beforehand. Though I'd like to remark on Tombstone Blue. We uh we actually had a different arrangement with a completely different song lyrically. It was the same, but it, it had it was in a different key, and a different vibe. And like the night before we were supposed to record it, we were on the road coming through Nashville on our way to Atlanta, and we stopped to soak up Nashville a little bit. And the idea just came to me to try to slow it down, and I put about five minutes into it with everybody standing around, and everybody liked it. And so. We totally threw a curveball to Tuck the next day. We only had just, you know, four, I think four days left of recording. And we just brought this completely brand new idea of of a song and didn't even have a whole complete chorus for it yet. And he was just stressed out. He was like, I can't believe you're bringing me this shit with four days left. (laughs) The the album's almost done. Like, why can't we just do the version we had? And we were like, I don't know. We don't like it. We want this version. And so we, we came out with that but um but the um uh, what i wanted to talk about before were um the two songs eyes of the hunter and horse desire which are kind of in some regards outliers on the album they make you know they kind of help round out the album i think uh but those songs, those are those both originated with Curly exclusively. He wrote every part of those songs—the lyric, the uh, you know, the bass lines, the guitar parts, the drums, all of it—and he recorded it and brought it in. And we we're
5: like, "Yeah, that's that's the strongest shit." I, I love, before? I love the rhythm. Eyes I, of I, the Hunter—the bass line and the drums—that that's amazing to me. That was fun. A lot of fun to drive to.
1: That's all Curly, and he's kind of he's he, he's uh he's kind of a humble dude, uh, you know, but. You know, we might be able to pry some information out of him about where that stuff came about or how long he's been working on it. Yeah,
2: Curly,
5: what tell, think, tell Curly? us about it. Come on, it. come on, Curly, step to the mic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Say something, dog. Anything. You're going to make me talk, man. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I don't know, man. He's good. Wait. <laughs> he doesn't want no, no, I tell couldn't nothing. tell you nothing. I tried. I tried.
5: Close enough. <laughs>
1: To my Yang man, I'm a man of too many words, and he don't have an, he don't have any. We just kind of kind of works out that way. That's why we never beef at rehearsal.
2: He he speaks through the music.
5: Yeah, deep. Yeah, deep. sure does. Yeah. <laughs> Weird one for you. I got to ask you guys this one. Um, how did bands that you guys grew up with fail you, and what would you have done differently?
6: Oh, that's a really interesting a question, question, actually.
5: Yeah, because they all drive me crazy. So I'm curious what you guys have to say. Be more, a little bit more specific. You mean uh, bands that we were influenced by hmm. how they failed us in a certain well, way? Well, I'm gonna Why? tell you. i, I, I got got an band. answer. That.
1: I, don't, I don't need any more. I could tell
5: you right now. Okay, okay you wait. go, you go. But There's I, I do have. I have one. But you go ahead.
1: My favorite band. My favorite band in the world is ACDC. Of course, this is Scott, and that's the band that I kind of you know kind of model our business decisions after because that's a band that's has been able to 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 last and and have a career through a lot of different changes in in rock music and a lot of different ebb and flow in rock music and they did that by staying true to who they were and keeping it old-fashioned and not being about too much other than rock and rolling which is kind of where we come from however if i were to have one criticism about acdc it would be don't fucking hire Axel Rose to sing for you <laughs> <laughs>
5: well all right <laughs> that says it all
1: <laughs> it disagrees with me wholeheartedly on that oh,
4: I mean they right. were
6: put they were put in a position and they grabbed the one person who truly because Axel Rose was really influenced by Bon Scott and I'm I like um I like Axel Rose and Bon Scott both a lot as far as vocal influences and I mean they were put in a position it's like what else are you gonna do? You know, and I personally, I'm against Scott on that. That's the only thing we fight about. Right <laughs> to <there>. the death.
2: <laughs> so, I mean, Axel's got like what, a seven octave range in his vocal? Yeah,
6: I think. He's got incredible range. Yeah. He, uh, without a doubt.
2: Yeah, him and uh, Mike Patton from Faith No More oh, have yeah. uh, pretty, pretty awesome ranges in their vocal. But, uh, but hey, we're not here to talk about them. We're here to talk no. about prowess. So, no, Dalton, let's stick with you for a minute because. Uh, when i saw you guys live i noticed right away that you really just i mean y'all really command the stage but dalton you definitely command there's a presence up there and i kind of got sort of like a steven tyler kind of vibe with you on stage and i could see that i don't know if that was really an influence for you or did you always sort of have this command or does this just does something like stage presence develop naturally over time or you either just got it or you don't got it
6: truthfully um I was, I was never a singer ever. Like I was a guitar player and it was every band I would get in. Nobody would have the balls to sing. So I would be like, well, <laughs> you know, might as well be me. And I would, I used to always tell myself, I used to say, if I were to find a singer for a band that was perfect, absolutely perfect. He would be like the, the sick wild combination of like Steven Tyler and Mick Jagger. Cause I like the really flamboyant type singers. Yeah. So, and once I started like actually singing and not playing guitar and, you know, having to run around with a mic stand and try to do all that, it uh it evolved naturally. But I mean, it took a lot of years because first I had to try to learn how to sing, you know, and then I had to try to figure out how I was comfortable performing. But that's like any musician where you just emulate your heroes and eventually it comes into something that becomes your own, you know, because I like a... Uh, you know, I like Steven Tyler a lot, but I like like David Bowie, and I love Ronnie Van Zandt from Skinner, and he was just a mm-hmm. gift that I didn't appreciate until my later years, you know? Um, so I took a, a lot of influence around but Steven Tyler definitely, without a doubt, was probably uh, the one I was most blown away by and the one that I felt like um, to try to emulate his ability, like his scat and t- type of vocal ability and all his incredible high notes and stuff. That was really what I did want to try to emulate when I started just being a singer,
5: perfect jesus <laughs> it doesn't get better than that um all right i i this goes to the bar playing crowd and the bar playing band that you are ever intimidated by a crowd oh hell no, no, no. you do better. the intimidation no the, the
1: bigger the crowd the better for sure okay yeah, you hear that motherfucker saying that that's the one motherfucker to get stage frightened, of, Man, he's full of shit That motherfucker clams up Anytime there's a packed room Anytime we got people on the front of the stage To the back Everybody else is hungry and shit This motherfucker's looking like he just Like he just fucking did a whole eight ball and Fucking Oh god, I don't know what to do Hey man, this is Brandon the
5: drummer The original Oh, remark. the drummer's back <laughs> you know uh
2: sometimes i say some some stuff and
1: uh it might be true or not but you know who knows <laughs>
5: you just said nothing <laughs> uh, just giving him
1: brief, you know he hadn't been in a band this is his first band this is brandon's legit first band. he so officially he, said yeah, nothing you, imagine in this band, you know as your first band and within the past year he's only been in a band for a little over a year so all these all these peaks and all these peaks that we've been hitting you know, it, it's all—it's just all new to him. But he's—he's uh, he's hanging on for dear life and doing his best, you know. <laughs> but it's funny as shit because we just—I mean, we—we have—we have. We have we got. To, we have. We've had discussions with Brandon where sometimes I look at him and be like, "You alright, bud? It's a big crowd, you okay, man?" He's like, "I got it, man. I'm fine. I got it." You know, these drinks go from singles to triples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's funny. You said, you ever, you ever had any crowds that you're intimidated by?" It? He's like, "Everybody else is quiet thinking about it." He's like, "Hell no, man. Never,
5: never." <laughs> all right, but seriously, who are the roughest crowds in the states? You've traveled quite a bit.
6: Well, anywhere really, I mean, honestly, anywhere that you haven't been before. Yeah, that's
7: about it. Anywhere we haven't been. Oh. We've
6: done a lot of touring, so and we've been able to hit, like, we call them, like, honey holes, places we've been before, and we've got (laughs) friends, and we know that people are going to show up, but, like, uh, a couple years back, we toured the whole country for, like, two months, and... You would see, you know, like when you're in Texas or you're in places you've never been before, those were the hardest crowds because there wasn't a crowd there, you know. Right. And that's just something that a lot of bands have to deal with, especially bar bands, you know. But we've done so good now, you know, we usually, at least we draw pretty good anywhere we go nowadays. Do you guys definitely a relief, you know, to pay off all your hard work, you know. Do
2: you guys have a favorite spot you like to return to, like every tour, like a favorite place, a favorite crowd to go to
6: Good one.
5: For? Nice, nice.
6: Personally, favor Tennessee just because I like um, all the venues there are special, and I think that place really is Music City on this side of the yeah. country now. It kind of has been. So anytime I go there, I get that uh, that young star in your eye type look, you know. This is where people get their dreams, you know that type of stuff. But uh, but that's always been mine. I don't know about you boys, but I personally prefer. I personally have it. I've
1: just always I've got a soft spot in my heart for Michigan. Every time we're up there, the folks up there they they drink hard as fuck hard as hell. We play a lot of places where a lot of people party. Uh, I would say the only the only people that probably rival Michigan as far as for how hard they throw down would be the folks in 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 West Virginia and west in Western Pennsylvania. <laughs> you know, it's pretty. They party pretty damn hard there too. <laughs> um you know so it's it's it's, it's a toss-up because i'm from that area i'm from pittsburgh so as far as for the allure for me you know from being from that area it's it, it's not it's not foreign to me it's home you so, know so uh, so Scott- michigan is one of those places where we, we just played a machine we just played the machine shop up there to sold out show Ah,
5: nice
1: and, uh, nice <laughs> people they
7: were they were digging it yeah. it was wild cool now yeah. yeah. michigan has to be one of my fav- This is kenny the bassist hey has to be my-
5: the bassist
2: that's not Kenny. That's Maine. Oh. Uh,
7: man. It's just uh, <laughs> Maine. Michigan has to be one of my favorite places to go. And uh, Northern West Virginia and Pennsylvania also. I agree with Scott. A lot of those places, they feel like, well, for him, I guess that is family, but there's a lot of fans and people there that have just helped out. And they're just, they feel like family to me too. They're awesome. So, uh,.
2: You guys recently got a new touring caravan and I think you retired, uh, what you called your rolling thunder (laughs) or correct me if I'm wrong, but tell us about that. Tell us about the, you know, your, your party wagon, your tour wagon.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, you know, we just, we just retired, um, our vehicle affectionately known as the tribe machine. That was the, that was the RV we toured all over in. Um, that was the RV that uh, actually just outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania got stolen with band members in it. And, uh, you know, the story of that of course went viral. You, you know, that, that shit was on vice. It was on, uh, and It was on, uh, <laughs> A metal insider, um, you know, but right, we, we, we the bus got stolen after a gig while we were loading out. But the singer, but Dalton and Kenny Mains were on the bus entertaining what I understand to be about a dozen or so women. And, uh, you know, somebody, I guess somebody who was maybe a boyfriend of one of those girls jumped in the front seat and just drove off while we were loading the damn thing and took it down the road. And as be the rest of us were loading in. So we didn't know. If, if anybody was in there or not, or if we were getting our RV back and people started panicking, you know, like there were people in the parking lot starting their cars up to go chase the thing, and we hopped in and got down the road about three miles down the road, they were able to get him stopped. And of course, we subdued him kindly and gently. We helped him to the ground. And uh, helped him to the ground. We called the police and we had to wait about 25 minutes for him to get there. But when they showed up, we got about. I don't know, five or five or seven troopers showed up, and uh, we went live on Facebook what, with the cops. You know, with the dude on the ground and the cops arresting him, Jesus and that video Christ. got twenty five thousand views in the first twenty four hours. It was, uh, it was it was our best song. That video was our best song for like the next two tours. Every time we went somewhere, like nobody wanted to hear the band. They just wanted to come and tour the RV. You know, we should have fucking sold tickets. Yeah. Five, five, yeah, five, four, yeah, yeah, at least a buck
5: a piece. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, and so we're retiring that R V and we actually our second E P was a live album from the end of that tour. We were reco- our last show of that tour where the bus got stolen, we recorded the set and put it out as a live EP and uh, oh you know we, we had the album cover was the RV was police tape around it and we've <laughs> retired that shirt since but we just decided cuz a lot of people when they when they realized we were retiring the old RV wanted to get that shirt because then it has some collector's value and so you yeah. know we've got a we've got it up right now on our website where we're selling that old shirt you know by pre-order and as soon as we get a, as soon as we get I don't know. I'm, I think we're shooting for 50. As soon as we get 50 people to order that shirt, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll put that order in, and that'll be the end of it, and then we'll retire to tribe machine for good. And uh, our new vehicle is what we're sitting in right now, actually, sipping on this liquor, talking to you guys. Yeah. Uh, the pot cleaner, it's a, this is a damn step
5: up for us, man. <laughs> well, I'm so sorry yeah. to hear that. <laughs> There's ENF, cold
1: base <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have an
2: official name for this new Radio
1: ride? Radio Works. Yeah. What's that official name? I, we decided a nickname for it, but I'm thinking the Jefferson Starship Enterprise. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Perfect. So Scott, you have another story from this
1: year. We're playing with them in uh, in in June up in West what? Virginia. We're playing with Jefferson Starship. So that's what? Why I really? Name.
5: Holy shit! Oh,
4: wow,
1: well, that'll
2: be a good. Damn, that's
5: weird.
1: <laughs> wow. I'm kind of I'm
2: kind of okay. jealous. Yeah, I'm I'm I want to see that. I kind of yeah.
4: I just found, I just found
6: out. <laughs>
5: as long as they they play Jane. <laughs> and, and hopefully they'll build that city on rock and roll, too <laughs> uh, You see, you yeah lose me on that one you lose me on that one It's a savage song, though Jane
6: is one of my top ten favorite songs of all time That's I mean, a fun that's- song,
5: man <laughs> Alright, I got Before, we, we, should, we have to go out with the song So I know Sean's got a few more things I got for a, you I got a couple more Yeah, but I got to ask you before he, I'm gonna let him go. Uh, will Kettle Whistle Radio ever get a first? Will we get first dibs on a new release from you guys at some point in the near future?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. We, 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 we
5: uh, I'm playing this, dirty right now.
1: This, um, this, i uh, no, uh, you know, you can hold us to it. We, we make a promise, we keep it.
5: But I believe that
1: if we, uh, if, if the, the issue is, of course, we just put out this record and we put literally. We put a year into it, and we put a lot of money. We put every penny we made over and the past year
6: a lot of heart and soul into the record. And
1: it's so we've got to expression. give it. It's just desserts. And honestly, we've got man. to recover. We've got to recover financially and otherwise before we oh, can. Oh, hell eat. yeah.
5: This is a solid album, man.
1: Um, I mean, it, and, a, and a solid album that was far and away a serious endeavor you know, it was it's the kind of resources a lot of DIY bands ain't got to make it happen. Just being honest with you. And uh, so it's going to take us a little bit. to cover and, and try especially with having a new new vehicle. And, you know, nice. we're, we're at a we're at a we're at a junction right now where everything's leveling up. Like we just we just put a show on the books. But next week we're playing at the Senate in Columbia, South Carolina. Direct support for Buck Cherry. That place Nice. Nice. So, uh, We've got all this stuff coming down the pipeline, and it's real big stuff. Uh, But you know, it's just one of those things where we're in that, in that area with a band with no help, where you know we're paying for everything on our own, and it's just I'm not sure when we're going to be able to get back into the studio to start working on the follow-up. We've just got to keep working, keep keep you know hustling this one and getting tighter at playing this one, and getting more people in love with this one. Um, because we worked hard on it and given it, and it's just desserts. But when that time comes,
5: absolutely, dude, you guys can you guys can spend a track. For hey, sure. we'll take it any time. We appreciate your time. But first, I, I got to say this before I let Sean take the wheel here at the end here. Um, I have a prediction, and I say within the next five years, I say Def Leopard has you open up for them. And that's just a <laughs> prediction. Just um, a prediction.
1: Yeah, that would be, cool. be very cool, especially because our producers are already opening for him this summer.
5: There you go. See? All right. Three years. Within three years. Anyway, Sean, take the wheel. I
1: already got the end. <laughs> well, I was going to ask,
2: um, Scott, You had a, I w- earlier I was going to ask about an interesting story, but I think we already got a pretty interesting story about the, oh, the, yeah. stolen, the stolen tribe machine. But I wanted to ask about, um, you have a pretty red guitar, I believe it's named Stella, and there's a story there about it got lost and uh, had to be reclaimed or 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 also stolen and reclaimed
5: stolen stella yeah
1: that, that actually happened in pennsylvania we were on this oh, before, and we had uh we were in lancaster pennsylvania playing a show at a pretty cool club and uh, we had all of our gear set to the side. It oh, was an no. early set, like a Sunday night. We got everything out to the RV. Nothing was missing. Did our dummy checks. I mean, we drink a lot, you know. And uh, But we've got a system here. We we, we done put in four or 500 shows as this band. You know, we don't leave gear. We've got a system. I know a lot of people think we're pulling this out of our ass. But, you know, it, 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 we, we understand the chaos that we live in. And we operate very well in it. And we ain't trying to leave no gear behind. We spend too much time and money on it. Um, and so we thought we had everything we got to the next night it was in New York City on a Monday night and uh my guitar was missing and I just played the guitar the night before we did the dummy check we checked over everything there was no possible way that we'd left to get the guitar behind the only uh. the only realistic explanation is if somebody would have picked it up off the sidewalk but somebody was standing there the whole time so we had to have left it at the venue before so I messaged the venue before and they said no no there was there's, there's no guitar here. No guitar was found. And I said, well, I mean, I know it's there. So we're coming back and we're going to file a police report and we're going to, you know, we'll take it as far as we got to take it. But I'm not leaving my guitar behind and uh we were on the way back it took us about we had an we had we had a deadhead the next show was 10 and a half hours away in greenville south carolina but we had to go three and a half hours in the wrong direction oh. just to go back to to e- oh. look for this guitar and on the way back i got a message from the promoter saying oh yeah your guitar was found you can pick it up here and where here was was just some house somewhere <laughs> jesus in, in downtown lancaster it wasn't over here the venue it was just a house I didn't ask any questions. I told him I wouldn't ask any questions. I sent, I sent Dalton and Brandon over to, to grab the guitar. They checked it out on right there on the guy's porch. It was it was safe and secure. And we got it in the, in the van and headed off. And while we were on that drive, we made sure to post online to our friends that we were looking for it. And we had over 100 shares, you know, within the first hour of, of posting that. A lot of people saw it. Apparently you guys saw it. Um, and so we put some some pressure on the right people because we knew where we left the damn thing we knew where it was at and somebody was trying to tell us it wasn't there we knew that was bullshit because we don't just Mm. leave our stuff laying around you know what I mean that guitar is near and dear to me it's one of a kind you could never if anybody here listening to this decided to steal it you could never sell it because there's not another one like it I would find it and I would find you
5: yeah (laughs) just real curious did you when you found it was it at a house that made really good head cheese exclusively (laughs) Somebody right, got that.
7: I'm
3: the drummer for sure. Um, so
7: um, <laughs> we, we,
3: we went, we went in this,
2: we went in this house, right? And it looked like they were living at their grandma's house. They were putting up Christmas
6: lights and stuff. Boom. Nobody said word to me, because Dalton stood at the door. I wasn't trying to get knocked up on the head, you know what I mean? Dalton wasn't trying to get knocked up and have no babies. So <laughs> I went inside, and I was like, "Where's the guitar?" He handed it to me.
4: Holy I
2: walked shit.
5: to his. I walked straight to his porch i settled on there i opened up and i looked back i said "I right, see you yeah. and then we walked out it looked like that maybe they knew how to make some cheese
7: but really all they knew how to do was like frying the bed when we weren't around you know what I'm <laughs> uh, that that was a uh,
5: beef jerky reference <laughs>
1: hey. so guys well, you... yeah so long story short we got her back and uh i'm glad of it because i've had that guitar for a long time better part of 10 years and holy uh, shit i really couldn't afford to replace it
2: well, that's a really good story. That's a great yeah, a Texas chainsaw ending.
5: massacre story. <laughs> anyway. So, so uh you can make their asses, <laughs> but I ain't trying to go back to prison. He said back to anyway. Sean, move on. He's right about that. Yeah, well, that's all right. We... We could oh, we could I save yeah. that for part two, but, yeah, if you want to divulge, go for it, man. <laughs> if
6: would have put it on their car
7: and drum off.
6: Yeah.
7: yeah. If it was a
5: Fender, that's why I got left. Yeah. Damn. It fender,
7: it left. Yeah, it Damn. A, oh. It was, a,
4: it was a Fender to talk, it would have left it there. You know, it was a Gibson.
1: It was, we had to go back and get it. And I'm only saying that because our drummer, Brandon, loves Fenders. It's his favorite brand, and, you know, he just got on here monologuing on some bullshit, so we're going we're gonna to make sure to take a dig and take a swipe at his favorite brand but he he loves fender (laughs) that's why he don't play guitar in this band because he likes fender
3: (laughs) oh shit
2: so guys you have a you have a pretty good online community referred to as the prowess tribe uh online i believe it might even be on facebook uh tell us a little bit about that tell tell our listeners how they could join that if they fall in love with your music from this episode you know how do how do they join that how do they become a, a a bigger fan
1: uh, you know, so Facebook is kind of, you know, they've made it trickier for bands or any brand really to, to yeah. engage their fans. You know, you got to, you guys know that. You have a oh, yeah. Facebook page. You, you, the reach is harder and harder to come by. And so we found, we, you know, we had some really close early Prowess fans start a closed group um, that you, that you, you know, we didn't invite people to. People had to join. And so it became known as the Prowess Tribe and it's kind of like our, our underground, our fan base, if you will, but we treat it like more than that because, you know, we really show, we're able to show our personal side there. We're able to, it's a closed group, so we're really not worried about what we say or how we interact there, you know, you get the real us. And, of course, you know, we're not not trying to, to you know, be overt or piss anybody off, but, you know, just getting the real, the real scoop about what we do. And, and when we have things going on, like, for example, when we had that, um, when, when looking for a bullet was in the running for the classic rock uh track of the week the tribe was integral in us getting that because we put it out to the tribe hey we need help with this and they and they you know they went and they voted and they they made that shit happen and that made them feel good about being a part of something and it made us feel good about having having something powerful like that and so you know we we were very appreciative of of our prowess tribe. And we don't really, we don't even really like saying fans, you know, because, you know, a lot of these folks, we know their first name, we know, you know, we know where they live, you know, we've seen them, we've shook hands with them and, and, you know, probably burned a joint with them in her car, you know?
5: <laughs>
7: um,
1: so, uh, but it's grown, it's grown to about, it's over, it's almost, I think it's six or 700 members now. Uh, and every one of those members is somebody that, uh, that had to actually, request to join the group. It wasn't somebody who just added arbitrarily. And so when you got, you know, when you got damn near a thousand people that are, that are seeking out your group, those are really hardcore driven you know a, great driven fan base that show up
4: everywhere we're at we got tribe members they know the inside jokes about
1: like the uh they know what the tribe they know about the tribe machine getting stolen they know about three seconds they know that tuck <laughs> produce our album they know you know they like they've studied us and sometimes they know some things about us that are downright fucking scary because we didn't know we told them that but you know that just comes with the territory um but you know if you want to <laughs> be a part of the Prowess tribe all you gotta do is just type in Prowess Tribe uh, on Facebook and you'll find the group and just add yourself in and we've got there's a bunch of admins it's kind of self we don't really run that. you know it's kind of run by the members of that group and they police it but you know they'll they'll add you in and you can see right what's going on and a lot of times we we let them know things before we tell the facebook page because honestly putting it on a facebook page it gets kind of goes into a vacuum anyway sometimes you know yeah most people ain't seeing that shit but if we put it in a tribe they're all going to see it they're all going to hear about it they're all going to comment on it and it's kind of like a a brotherhood uh you know or a sisterhood i guess it's probably predominantly females at this point
5: Um, (laughs) (laughs) wishful thinking well 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 played played. well played well played played. that's just a
1: statement of fact is all (laughs) but uh you know but they you know they they just they stay plugged into what's going on and you know, they know about the band and it's just a it's just a cool thing to watch from afar being in the band to see, you know, to see something having an identity like that and taking a taking on a life of its own and growing like that. And uh, there's folks, you know, you know, you know, you're doing something right when there's a lot of folks that know a lot of stuff about you and you don't know who they are and you mm. had not met them yet.
5: You know? Yeah, That's, I uh, do. Uh, actually, I understand thing, that. Things. Yes. I mean, without that, it's try, weird. Two, one, four <laughs> Without
7: that Prowess tribe, that 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 page, the the whole tribe. That's how I got my finger looked at and went through the hospital and everything. Nice. Yeah, gym-
1: they, M- Mange has old old uh, old medical bills, and they wouldn't they wouldn't. You know, wherever we were at They weren't going to let him uh, Have surgery on his finger And his finger had a compound fracture What so the they fuck? They thought he was going to have to Come up with $4,000 up front You know, we're banned on tour We're, put, we're mm-hmm. 20, yeah. 20 hours from home None of us have that kind of money And the Proud tribe Was able to raise that money In six hours $4,500 we raised in six hours Paid for his hand That's Outright And, we, and I, you know
5: We were even able to get Some McDonald's With the change afterwards That is <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Love it. Love it. Oh my God. <laughs> That's one of the greatest stories ever. All right. So I got uh, one more thing. But uh, before we let you guys go, I want to say this. Uh, we, we have some songs to go out with. But this one, I have to, it's one of my picks. But All Downhill to me encompasses motion. And to me, if you can like make me feel like I'm moving when I'm in, I'm stationary, to me that's the definition of rock and roll. And I think all downhill is everything there is to do about rock and roll.
1: Yeah, absolutely, I appreciate that, man. That's that song. I I felt like from the beginning that song. It, it felt like. A rock rolling down a hill. Yeah, I, how, dude,
5: I was gonna that. say train kept a rolling. Um, Aerosmith is one of my favorite songs of all time, and I hear that in the rhythm. It just sounds like motion, you know, and that's what got. And it doesn't matter what. Hey, go for it, man. Tell me about it.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. It's that's that's pretty well on. We were uh, we were on tour at some point. I think we were in between Tennessee and Nashville. Uh, excuse me, uh, Tennessee and Kentucky. Uh, you know, a lot of rolling hills, and that the idea just. The the idea just the riff just it was the riff first popped into my head and I pulled over and started playing it and and somebody said it sounds like we're going downhill it sounds like you know that sounds like a downhill like a freight train rolling downhill or something to that effect you know like no brakes it does and, uh, it's all downhill from here and uh, you know it was it was the lyrical idea somewhere along the line of. You know, it's all downhill from here being that it could be a good thing or a bad thing. That could be it's all downhill from here. Whereas yeah. you have nothing else left to look forward to. You're over the hill and it's all downhill from here. Or it could be looked at from it's all downhill from here. Like all the hard work's done. You know, it's it's all downhill from here. You know, we don't have to fucking work so hard now. You know, so it kind of we kind of put a lyric together to kinda of rode the fence of either side of that so you could see it from either direction. Um, but it was most definitely predicated on that riff and that lurch in music that kinda of felt like even up to the to the uh to the drum fill at the very top of the song sounds like, you know, gravel falling off a cliff. Yeah. You know, like It's definitely one of my favorite songs to play live,
4: man. Has to be.
5: That's
1: all you're getting from Curly. Now you had Curly speak up now. (laughs) Oh,
5: we got Curly to talk, though. That's awesome. (laughs) But he co
1: signed that being a good choice for a song. He said it's good. Oh, hell yeah.
5: Well, we were gonna leave it up to you guys, and I was gonna—I <laughs> jumped the gun on that one. But um, I want to hear every right. Oh so. wait! Oh, you want to hear every right? Jesus but, Christ! But Sean's fight me. Let's let them pick. All right, yeah, all right. Let's fight it out. All right. So, what's going on next? All, oh, last, all downhill or every right? I wrote good words on both those, dog. That's hard to pick. Right?
1: Every Right,
5: I think, is the biggest song. Uh, Every Right is the biggest
1: song to cast the widest net. And honestly, All Downhill is the one that is getting the least love throughout but it's getting a lot of love from
5: people that don't necessarily listen to our kind of music so that's important you know, that's, that's um, me <laughs> you know what
2: let's play let's play so, every let's play every right and then yeah I our hear listeners it. gotta go buy the album they yeah
5: to hear but, yeah to I mean, hear all downhill by the yeah. fucking we'll cd with, folks let's go, with, let's, go all, let's go with all downhill since
1: we were talking about that one uh, and every right will be oh, one if anybody wants to. Wait. they can just go to spotify after your program's over and go check it
5: out there do we go the other way
1: yeah, but
2: they can't just check it out, they got to buy the
5: album They got to buy the freaking. Their... All right, well, well that leads, leads me to my next question. All right, tell people where to get your stuff. Where do they go find your merch? Where can they find your music? They need to buy things. Best place to
7: get our our merch and CDs is to come to a show. Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: number 1.
5: All, I agree with that. Yes.
1: Uh, and we play around enough that if you st- wherever you're at, wherever you're located, whatever neck of the woods you're in, we're going to be coming somewhere near there. Well, you but, you uh, got
5: shirts, man. You got shirts. People want to buy them.
1: Yeah, we do. I got Um, a trap um... shirt bigcartelcom cartel.com yeah. slash prowess rocks, uh, has our latest, uh, our latest shirts. You can get the CD, the physical CD there.
5: If you want to get the actual CD, we sell it ourselves. You, yeah, can't, it's right here.
1: you <laughs> can't find it on, you know, you can't find it on Amazon. You can get the download on Amazon or Google. You can find it right, right here. We, CD, right here.
5: You have to go
1: to big cartel.com slash prowess rocks, and that'll have the CD. You could get a download instantly, or you can get any of our t-shirts. We've got some other swag up over there. Um, And if you go to that Prowess Tribe page right now, if you if you decide you want to get one of those Prowess Tribe T-shirts, we're we're doing that pre-sale. Only through the Prowess Tribe page, and it wraps up in a couple of days or something like that. And we're we're using that as a fundraiser to get some new merch. But if you heard, if you like the story about the RV getting hijacked, you go. You can see <laughs> on that thread the actual video uh, of the dude getting picked up by the police. He's love bleeding. <laughs> I don't know why he's bleeding. He fell off. So. <laughs> uh, I love it. You can see that it. video, and uh, you can see the story behind the Tribe Machine in that shirt, which you know is going to be short-lived because that's going to we're going to be retired that because we're focusing on the album so Sweet. either the Prowess Tribe page you can also go to the shop now button on our Facebook page so if you go to our, you go to our Facebook page right underneath the uh, the video that plays at the top there's a blue shop now button you click that it'll take you to bigcartel.com uh, big slash Prowess Rocks and that's the only place aside from a show that you can get the CD right now because uh, we
0: you know we like to have control of that stuff ourselves. So sure. Well
5: let me tell you folks friends and fiends you will not be disappointed it's a solid fucking album something that's missing from your library right now, it's called Rock and Roll Prowess. You got to find Blacktop, Blacktop Therapy, and you you just listen to the man. Get the actual CD, put it in your collection, be proud. And Sean's got some.
2: I do. I was going to say, uh, l- let's let the people know what are your upcoming shows uh, where they could you know maybe they're into that area and they could they could pick up some merch. Come see you guys play.
1: Uh, February seventh, we're in Columbia, South Carolina. February eighth. We're uh, we're in Ashboro, North Carolina, February 29th. We're in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, um, March 7th. We are in Greensboro, North Carolina, March 20th. We are, I'm trying to go by memory, um, March 20th. I, I, past that, I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure, but mainly North Carolina, and South Carolina for the moment. Um, we've got, an upcoming show in June in West Virginia. And I would say the reason that all these shows are kind of spread out and kind of close is because we're very hopeful that we're about to sign a, a a pretty legit deal right now with a legit booking firm. Um, And it's, and we're just kind of keeping our calendar open. So, because if that happens, they'll keep us very busy and we'll be on. We'll be on tours bigger than the ones we've been on for now, and we're mm. really pining for that. Now, I might have spoiled it by saying, you know, by even putting <laughs> it out there. But if no. you look at our calendar and you notice it's kind of sparse as to what it normally is, that's definitely by design. We can't slam a whole bunch of dates on the calendar if somebody's looking to pick us up and put us on some real tours. So that's kind of the junction we're at right now.
5: That's a good juncture. What do you think? That's
1: a good. Yeah, we can't aim. complain. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Oh well we're proud And we're proud to have you on And thank you so much And before we say goodnight Did we decide Are we going out with all downhill
1: Shit works out Because we just got this new van We ain't trying to keep
5: it parked in the yard (laughs) (laughs) It'd be funny if somebody else stole it And you filmed it (laughs) (laughs) Or staged it Stage a second one yeah, hey, all right. And
2: just so you guys know, this is an open-door policy here. So we'd love to have you guys back when you have something to promote or you just want to come on and talk to us, talk to our listeners, talk to talk to your listeners. They'll be your listeners after the show. So, um, you know, love love to have you
5: on again. Yeah, man. And we want to see you guys too. So keep us in the loop. We'll keep our listeners in the loop. we got to come see you live because apparently that's the way to see you. Um, and I guess we're going out with all downhill. And any closing moments here?
6: Well, we just want to appreciate you guys uh letting us do this interview for us. We've had a ball doing it. Everybody done got a good buzz. I don't think we're going to even be able okay to <laughs> It's a shameful for
5: We bring that out in people. We've
1: had a good time, we appreciate you guys opening the door for us and, and letting us cut up and, and – uh dirty on your radio. Program. Oh, fuck yeah, man. We're, we're
5: here when you need us, anytime you want. And, uh, again, I'm at fairly dark on Twitter, and Sean is still not on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, you Facebook. find me on Facebook. You find Sean on Facebook. Dave Fairhead, Sean Fellbush, Been there forever. And, of course, all our stuff is www.KettleWhistleRadio.com. What is that? dot com? Yeah, I forget. Um, Yeah, all those shows are there. The books are there. Help us support the habit. We love it. And by the way, I am a horror author. Any of you guys like horror, I I would love any support you can give me. Um, And this is where they tell me they hate comic books and horror. So. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. love love board. Board. And comic books alright sure. <laughs> right, well check out check out com. I would really appreciate it I'm sorry at Fairly Dark Productions not Kettle Whistle I, I, still, I said the wrong freaking Sean you're not correcting me <laughs> anyway
2: uh, you're too far gone man I'm too <laughs> <Yeah>. far gone
5: <laughs> yeah. www.FairlyDarkProductions.com for everything you need alright guys thank you so much for being on the show
7: Thank you, yes,
5: sir. and we'd love to have you back. And uh, good luck with the touring, and keep us updated. Absolutely, All right. Thank
6: you, guys. Oh, wait, wait, wait,
5: wait, wait, wait. Hey, Sean has something else. Sorry. I was just gonna say we to GPS. Oh okay. Oh, a couple of minutes here. He's got a. He has something to ask.
6: All right.
5: I'm shutting down right now. We're
6: off the air.
0: show with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric Hass Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love.